0: What's up, basketball gamblers? Let's get ready to gamble. I got the homie David Troy here to help me break down the final slate of January 2024. Wednesday here. Obviously the 31st. There's 10 games, I believe, right? 10 games? Something Uh, like that. Yep. 10 games. I got three best bets. Um, Hopefully I can talk David into joining me on a couple of them, or maybe he can steer me in a direction or two on a... Uh, on a best bet that I can add here to my slip. Um, Last time we talked on the podcast, it was terrible. Hopefully you guys all faded us because we had an absolute terrible performance. I went 0-3 on the written plays, snuck in a couple player props. Those lost. It was rough. It was rough. And... Uh, I went 2-0 yesterday, though, so I'm confident, I'm excited, and my takeaway from Monday's performance, and I wrote this in my article, David, is I lost three coin flips, so I felt like I was seeing it well. It just didn't break my way, and last night, the two games that I bet did break my way, so hopefully, that's a good sign for things moving forward, I've said that a hundred times on this podcast in this season and it just kind of evens out always. So I don't know. I'm excited to talk hoops with you though, because it's just fun. It's just fun. I'm going to bet on this shit and you kind of help me, um, formulate my opinions or, or hone some of my basketball takes. Any, uh, thoughts you want to get off your chest before we break and get into the slate?
1: Um, it's a love hate relationship with the NBA. Uh, You kind of have to know that going into it, if you're going to bet it, like, you you know, stupid things are going to happen. You know, there's going to be some weird outliers. I I think one that I like to call out is the one that you pointed out in your article yesterday was that the bucks hit more threes than the nuggets and still lost. That almost never happens. (laughs) I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that like you deal with, you deal with players who don't seem to care. You deal with these random changes. I mean, People blowing big leads, just it, it's all sorts of random nonsense that uh, can definitely frustrate you. I, I still maintain that it's a winnable thing to bet on, but there are definitely stretches where you just want to kill every single NBA player. But <laughs>
0: yeah, dude, it wasn't that they just hit more threes in them. The Bucks hit sixteen threes, and the and the the Nuggets hit four threes. <laughs> and then the bucks are getting four points they couldn't even cover the spread hitting four times as many threes and that's yeah as you said that's what i wrote in my article it's like i think i made the right bet i just didn't go my way and what was it they they won by six so it was something a close. like that it, it yeah. was close right yeah oh, but as you said that's kind of how it how it works like if you're gonna bet on the nba the NBA regular season, it's a grind and you have to, you have to be prepared for, for crazy swings, um, both to the good and to the bad. Yep. All right. Let's uh, get out of depressionville here and get into handicap land. Talk about the Detroit Pistons facing the Cleveland Cavaliers who should be at full strength for the first time in a while. Darius Garland's expected to come back from a broken jaw. He is questionable currently. Um, And so is Jared Allen, but Jared Allen I don't think has missed any time recently. Cade Cunningham um, missed last game after returning from like an eight-game absence, but is expected to play today. Don't think that helps the Pistons very much. I am a longtime Cade Cunningham believer, but I'm starting to quietly dump some of my stock because he just turns the ball over too much, and it it makes my eyes bleed. Um, I'm hoping... It just gets better eventually. Not not this year, next year, but I got nothing in this game. Uh the Cavaliers are twelve and a half point favorites currently. Uh touching 13 at some books. Total is 232. I guess I lean to the Pistons before I turn it over to y'all I lean to the Pistons just because I think you mentioned this. Usually fading teams that are returning star players is a profitable strategy in the first couple games when the, the star players return um, in the NBA. So, but that's literally the only angle that I'm, uh, I'm seeing here. What are you, what are you seeing?
1: Yeah, there's not much in this one that I like. Um, the only thing I would say is the points at the Pistons looks a little encouraging only because uh, they have kept it close in the other two games against the Cavs this season. Um, And they, they are not purposefully tanking. Like they, they're actually trying to win games. they, play fairly hard for Monty Williams. Um, it just obviously has not worked out well for them. Uh, they don't have Isaiah Stewart in this one, uh, which Steve means Stewart. they're, yeah, they're rookie. Uh, is it Eamon or is it Austin Thompson? I, I think it's Austin. Really yeah, I never remember which is on which, but. Uh, it's Oscar. Um, He's going to be in this game. Evan Mobley is back for the Cavs, which that matchup then becomes a little bit more of an advantage to advantage to Cleveland. Um, I I think the best thing is to just stay off this though, and watch and see how, how it plays out. Um, No real benefit in my mind to, to betting on either of them. Um, Detroit. This is one of those situations that I absolutely hate where Detroit was at home. They're going on the road for one game and now they go back home on Friday for a game against the, the Clippers um so to me this would be no play I, I think you can make a justification for either side with the the spread
0: yeah I'm with you I was looking at the total for a brief second I think the last five Pistons Cavaliers games have went under the total and this one's much higher than those it's again two thirty one and a half currently and it's taking over money um mm-hmm. my thought is just like Cleveland's offense has been really good. There could be a little... uh, Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell could be a little repetitive and could actually bog down the offense, so that's a concern. Um, But Detroit, you know, entering or has been in fuck-it mode for months, so maybe they just get up and down the court and kind of, you know, play a a free-flowing game. I mean... They're playing with house money in a weird way because it's just like, whatever. You can't be worse. (laughs) Just try some shit. But again, these are very, very loose um, or I guess square angles. There's nothing really um, that we should be talking more about this again. Let's move on, right? Yep. Uh, Wizards host the Clippers, another just massive spread here. The Clippers are... 12 point favorites across the board, total sitting at 236 and a half. Is this their first meeting this season? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um the, the Clippers are pretty much fully healthy. They're missing Zubach. The Wizards are They're missing Shamit, but they're essentially they got their full starting five. They're just terrible. Um I would I would look to the under. That's my initial reaction. It's at 236 and a half. Wizards do a pretty good job of contesting three pointers, and I'm pretty sure the Clippers play a slow pace. And the point guard for the Washington Wizards, Tyus Jones, leads the NBA in assist to turnover ratio, so maybe he can control the flow a little bit and and slow it down. But those are just a quick reaction. This isn't a game that I have in my betting card. What a or a quick handicap, what do you what do you think, if anything?
1: Um it's a little juicy right now, but Miles Plumley, uh or excuse me, Mason Plumley at um over seven and a half rebounds looks good to me. The Wizards give up a ton of rebounds. Um now to be real transparent here, he's only gone over that number twice in his last uh seven games. Six of those were starts. So it's not like he's just racking up rebounds. This is more about the matchup in this particular case. Um, if he gets 25 minutes, you know, maybe even 22, 23 minutes, he should be able to get to eight rebounds. I'm not sure I want to lay it with him uh, at minus 140, but if you can find it at a minus 120 or something, I think it's a little more acceptable. So that's about the only way I would look in this. Um, point-wise, Like you never know. It, it, the, the problem with the Clippers right now is that they have three very good scorers that start. Um, and you're not quite sure which one is going to be the leader that day. Kawhi uh, could do it whenever he wants. Um, Paul George can do it most of the time. So hard to really say um, who to bet, especially because if it's a blowout, they, they may not play that much. So, no, um, no real lean on that.
0: Yeah, I said that I lean towards the under. Still do, but I'm looking at my season betting stats here. I am up 2.6 units in spreads, up one unit in player props, up one unit in game props, down 7.4 units in totals. <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> Okay, fair enough. I'll skip the totals moving forward.
1: Wow. Well, The other thing I was going to mention, though, is um, it might be worth a look on the team total under. I think it's 110 right now for uh, the Wizards. Clippers actually do play defense. Yeah, Uh, it's it's 111 right now is what I'm seeing. Clippers do play some pretty good defense. Um, The they're the Wizards are coming off of two wins, both on the road. Now they come back home. Their last four games at home, they've scored 108, 107, 104, and 127. And 127 was against the Spurs. Um, So you're looking at three out of their last four home games have been under that total. And they, two at least one similar defense, Minnesota, Denver is a decent enough team. They scored 104 against them too. So I I think that might be the best angle to play in this is – to, to just take the Wizards under their team total.
0: They have went under their team total in five straight games now. Stretch it out to the last ten. They are two and eight. Let's go last five at home. They are one and four. Let's go last ten at home. They are three and seven. Hmm. Let's do it. What did you say? Let's let's look. Oh, hold on. Let me let me dive a little further into no, these no, game props. Is that the best number out there? What are you you using to find this? You just cycling through the books?
1: Yeah, a couple of them. I I see it on DraftKings right now. Dude, use Um, BetStamp.
0: Betstamp BetStamp.app. It's an easier way to just show you all the spreads and you can cycle in. Yeah. Okay. All right, my bad. Hey, dog, I'm not trying to tell you something you already know, but they don't even have team totals. God, I'm sitting here doing a goddamn commercial for them, and they don't even have what I'm looking for. Yeah.
1: Pinnacle has one twelve and a half as the team total for the Wizards and it's juice towards the over.
0: Yeah, I saw that. It's interesting. All right, I'll just stick with the three plays I already got. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I'm uh,
1: not advocating we play it. I, I think that's just my, my look towards it.
0: Yeah, I'll throw like fifty bucks on or something. Um yeah. next game. Another game that I want nothing to do with your Chicago Bulls visiting the Charlotte Hornets. The Chicago Bulls are four and a half point favorites, I think. Five, depending no, it's on It's up to five, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Five across the board, two fifteen and a half is the total. Um, no Zach Levine still, which I think is a plus for Chicago. Charlotte could be without LaMelo Ball. He's questionable. Um they're they're terrible. I I feel like Chicago does pretty good as a road favorite, but I have that's just like a vibe that I have. I don't know. I don't have anything like Any trends? I can look that up here in a second. Do you do you see anything in this game worth worth attacking?
1: I I think you have to know if uh, Chicago's four and two as a road favorite. Um, Oh, nice. I I think you got to know if Lamelo's playing. If Lamelo plays, Charlotte is a live dog. Chicago is in a bad spot in this game, just like they were yesterday. Um, They went on the road. They came home. This is the third game in four nights. So they played Toronto yesterday. They lost. And now they have to go to Charlotte for one game, and then they come home. Uh, I can tell you that if they would have beaten the Raptors yesterday, I probably would have been on Charlotte today. Um, having lost to the Raptors changes things a little bit because you don't want to lose two to two bad teams in a row, especially when you are fighting for like that play-in spot. Um if Charlotte has Lamelo, though, there is a chance they could win the game. Um, Vucevic is somebody that you want to look at for props. You could probably look at DeRozan as well um, because those are two spots that uh, the Hornets kind of get eat, eaten up on. Um, if the Bulls are going to win this game, though, they they probably need to hold the Hornets to under their team total, and that's it's at a low 105 and a half, which. I don't feel comfortable playing just because it's such a low total. Um, you know, you, you just don't have much room for error. You're talking about them scoring 27 points in one quarter and 26 points in the rest of them. That's, that That should get you over the total if my math is right. Um,
0: <laughs> but I'm not good at math. I don't know. I'm relying on you to do that. Maybe
1: that's actually only 105, but it, you, you get my point. Like, yeah. 25 points in a quarter is not hard to do for an NBA team, NBA team anymore.
0: Dude, DePaul, so, DePaul yeah. yesterday was down at halftime 31-18. to 18. I hate college basketball so much.
1: <laughs> it was even worse. Uh, Xavier was playing UConn the other day, and it, with five minutes to go in the first half, it was something like 31-9. to nine. Yeah. It was... Disgusting. We but, play those
0: shitheads tonight. Yeah. Yeah. St. John's baby Xavier, does and put it on him. Anyways, I'm sorry. Hijacked nah, your uh, all, your Bulls Hornets uh, breakdown.
1: No, nah, you're you're all good. I I think I'm kind of done. I, I I don't know that there's a great play in this game either. Um, like I said, I I do like maybe Vooch's rebounds is at eleven and a half right now. I think he should be able to get more. And that for the team um, but again it's a back-to-back it's on the road it's not a great spot for the Bulls so I'm gonna just stay away from it
0: yeah Vucevic just went over 11 rebounds or is it 10 and a half or 11 and a half
1: that's 11 and a half but even the last time they played Charlotte they played them in back-to-back games uh, early January he has only gotten 7 and 10 in both of those games so
0: yeah, he's it looks like he's went over eleven and a half in one, two, three, four of his last ten games. There's more juice yeah. on the over. So is there any or on the under uh, at Pinnacle?
1: Well, the one thing I was going to mention is that the two games against Charlotte earlier were when he just got back from injury, and he did have twenty one points in one of those. So his point total tonight is seventeen and a half. Um, he is involved in the offense at the very least. So,
0: Yeah, I looked at his assists because you guys don't really have a point guard. Like, I don't consider Kobe White a point guard.
1: I actually do. I think he's been pretty good this season. He should be the most improved player of the year in my opinion. I
0: think he's been a good player, but I think it's more of like a shooter.
1: For sure, it's been shooting-wise. Um, him to get four assists is at plus 100 at DraftKings right now. I don't really love that, but uh certainly possible. I don't know. We're probably trying to search for a bet rather than just play the right things.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm looking at his under rebounds. That's, I know that you, you were feeling the opposite, but that's the only thing I'd play as far as this game based on the conversation we just had. But I do have a bet in the Sacramento Kings at the Miami Heat game. Right now, I'm going to take the Miami Heat money line. Uh, it's minus 118 at FanDuel and DraftKings. Minus one and a half is the spread. If the money line gets up any further, I, w- I would play the Heat up to minus three. Um, they've been the worst team in the league over the last two weeks. They're on a seven-game losing skid. Um, they just lost to uh, the Phoenix Suns, 118 to 105 Monday. But Bam Adebayo and uh, Jami Haquez, the rookie, were terrible in that game. Uh, Bam scored eight points. Hawke's went 0 for 6 and had two points. And those guys are have been fairly reliable, very reliable for the Miami Heat. Obviously, Bam Adebayo is expected. Hami Hawke's is, you know, probably the third best rookie in the league behind Wemby and, and Chet Holmgren. He's he's been awesome, but it was the second game back from injury. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm you know how much I love Bam Adebayo, so I'm totally going to excuse that stinker that he put up against the suns it frankly was inexplicable i don't really get it and i'm not we've talked about this the kings are worse than their record like they have a 4.4 win differential um according to their net efficiency meaning they should have four and a half fewer wins than they currently do they should be closer to 500 than their current record um, Terry Rozier hasn't played very well since joining Miami, but he's a good on ball defender and he can give some buckets back to Sacramento, uh, point guard, Darren Fox. <clears throat> I do think he's going to end up being a useful player in Miami, Tyler Hero versus Kevin Harder. Uh, you know, I love Kevin Harder since he went to my high school, but I'm a big Tyler Hero fan too. And Tyler Hero is better than him in pretty much every way. I mean, you could argue about defense, but both of them suck at defense, so it doesn't even matter. Jimmy Butler is an all-star version of Harrison Barnes, and I think Bam going back to him, he's the best defensive big in the league, um, or at least in that conversation. So, like him versus Sabonis, I'm I'm cool with that. So, I'm I'm trying to catch a falling knife here by betting the Miami Heat to snap a seven-game losing streak, but I do think they get it done here.
1: I am. 100% with you on the play of the money line. Uh, I also kind of like Jimmy Butler to go over his 21 and a half points. Uh, if you even just look at the last two games, Butler has actually tried to do some things to keep the team from losing those last two games. Um, he's played a few more minutes. He played 36 and 37 in his last two. He has gotten much more involved in the rebounds. He's even gotten more assists in the last couple of games the kings are about middle of the pack probably they're they're 19th actually in free throws allowed to opponents per game you know jimmy likes to get to the line um i am kind of expecting this to just be a better effort overall from them uh kings have won their last four games um they've won three straight on the road they started with a game in golden state then dallas then memphis they got uh, the Pacers next on the road. The Heat have the Wizards next. Um, I am, I, I'm liking at the very least, I like the the Heat over or, or to the Heat to win. And then I, I do kind of like this Jimmy Butler over 21 and a half points. Um, he does have to deal with Harrison Barnes, who is a pretty good defender, but he's still your primary scorer. He still scored 26 and 28 in his last two. I, I just think that this is probably one of those games that uh, jimmy can come in here and and uh, make a difference and will them to victory when they're you know they've lost seven straight and he definitely is not a guy who likes to lose so i think that's kind of the thought that i'm going with on uh, on this one
0: i hear you i would stay away from the player props in miami because they just I don't know. Their results are so random. You never know who's going to come through for them. You know, it's just like an ensemble cast. I, I I see your logic about Jimmy Butler being their most reliable player and having a decent matchup, even though Harrison Barnes, like you said, is pretty good. But it's just, I don't know. I'd rather just go with the Miami Heat money line and hope for a random breakout game from Terry Rozier or Haquez bust Malik Monk's ass mm-hmm. off the off the bench, something like that. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm not going to do a prop and a side here. I'm just going to go with the heat money line, but best of luck with you if you end up locking in that Jimmy Butler bet.
1: Yeah. He also, uh, is averaging twenty one twenty three point one 23.1 points per game at home this
0: season. Yeah. Oh, no, it makes, I mean, it makes sense, but I don't know. I bet the heat all the time. And it's just like, I know as much as anyone else, how random this team is. It's like, I don't know. For sure. You know, like, uh, Anyways, moving forward, another bet that I have here, at 8 o'clock tip-off between the New Orleans Pelicans at the Houston Rockets. Um, the spread is Rockets f- 2.5 point underdogs. That's what I bet it at. It's still 2.5 at MGM, but across the board it's 2. I'd play it down to a pick here. I'm taking the Rockets. Total is at 232, 231.5, depending on where you shop. Um the, the 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 Rockets won the first two matchups The Pelicans this year Chopped one against the spread Which we'll talk about here in a second And obviously um, they were underdogs in the other one um, So they covered that spread But Alpern Singoon Hopefully I said that right The Rockets big He's busted Jonas Valanchunas' ass In two of their meetings this year He's averaging 30.5 points and 60% Shooting in those two games He's got a what is it? A plus twenty four net rating. Um, so he's he's you know he he can at least match Jonas Valanciunas. Jabari Smith, the second year power forward for the Rockets, put up twenty six on eleven of fourteen shooting versus the Pelicans, and Zion Williamson was playing. Um, Jabari Smith's got to like look at Zion Williamson as like you know they're they're contemporaries. He's got to get up for this matchup, you would think. And I thought it was interesting that Smith, he played a dud in Houston against New Orleans without I think Zion missed that game. Regardless, he played a dud at home. And then he balled on the road. His shooting numbers have improved across the board this year, and his efficiency has improved across the board. And that's even better at home than on the road. So, I think even though he played a dud at home against New Orleans earlier this year, I think he's going to have a better bounce he's going to have a bounce back game and the Rockets are just sick at home, 17-8 straight up, 16-8-1 and and against the spread. They got a plus 6.3 scoring margin. Um, and going back to the whole spread thing, if the Rockets were three-point favorites at home November 11th versus New Orleans and both teams had like pretty much their full rosters and now they're two-and-a-half-point dogs, now I understand The Pelicans have passed the Rockets on the standings, and the Rockets are now below 500. At the time, they were both above 500, But I think that's just too much line movement, and it's too much recency bias. I think the matchup is good for the Rockets. I think the public, if there is such a thing when it comes to NBA regular season betting, is going to come in on the Pelicans pretty heavy here. Um, I don't think anyone's really paying—casual bettors are not paying attention to how good the Rockets are at home. Um, I am a little nervous that I'm buying high on the Rockets after they just beat the Lakers. And, um, maybe this is a low point for the Pelicans, um, because they've lost a few in a row, but I'm going with the Rockets plus two and a half. That's my, my analysis. What are you, what are you thinking?
1: I honestly, I don't have much in this game. It, it, the spread is pretty much in line with what the results have been in the last couple of games. It'll probably be fairly close. Um, Maybe the Rockets have the Pelicans number. I'm not quite sure. yeah, um,
0: but I think the big thing is like that's the point that I landed on that I was like, suck my my own dick over. It's like, hey, I like that. like Shengoon's better than Valanciunas? It's just like most teams have a problem matching up with Zion, and Valanciunas is a good offensive player, and he's just a he's a big dude. So, most guys don't have the most teams' don't have the personnel for that, but these bigs match up well with them, and you think about it they're you know they're both young bigs that are getting after it, and neither one of Valanchunas or Zion can play any defense so I don't know whatever sorry, what, what were you saying
1: no i honestly, I was just saying that i I really don't have much in this game so okay um i I would lean towards the under a little bit. I mean the first two games barely went over 105 points <laughs> the first one was two or 205 uh the first one is 205 the next one was 210 and the today's line is two thirty one and a half.
0: yeah no it no no a little high but my whole thing with totals has me shook and i saw that i yeah. was like that number looks wrong and I don't know, I, I'm trying to move away from this kind of shit, but it's like, uh, uh the odds makers are begging for under action. They're begging yeah, for
1: it. They probably are. And, I, I mean, the Rockets' defense isn't what it was in the first two times that these two probably met. Um, I don't know. I, I certainly wouldn't be going to the window with, a, with an over on this one.
0: No. Nope. I have it going slightly under. Uh, the final score that I had is one – 15-111 uh, Rockets win, so that would be under by 5.5 points, but there's more value in the, the spread according to my uh, legal notepad model.
1: There you go. I like it.
0: All right, next game, Dallas Mavericks at the Minnesota Timberwolves, which is going to sock Lucas sitting, Derek Lively sitting, Kyrie Irving sitting, Dante Exum it's doubtful. I don't even know why I mentioned his name. I mean, he's given Mavericks good minutes, but it doesn't really matter.
1: Minnesota. Say it again. He'll probably sit too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is like a scheduled loss. That's why the yes, Minnesota Timberwolves are thirteen point favorites. Looking like, yep, thirteen yes. totals at two nineteen and a half. This is just a shitty game. No one should go. Hopefully. Hopefully those stands are empty, you know. This is stupid. I don't know. This is this this kind of shit is what pissed me off about the NBA because if both teams are healthy, we have a sick game here. Like let's see what's up. But whatever, I'm not I'm not betting it. I the Timberwolves are probably going to smoke them, but good luck. Tim Hard, it could be the Tim Hardaway shrug game where he has like 40 and they cover somehow.
1: Yeah. So they did this earlier in the year as well. And the final score was 122 to 96 Houston Rockets over the Mavericks. They also did this last year against the bulls and the bulls won by 40. And that was a game that I was on early because I knew Luca was for sure going to sit out. Um, and they had some like plane trouble getting into Chicago. So it we was back that. to back and yeah. So I bet that one like right away, as a max play at like minus four or something. And it closed at like minus 11. Like I said, they won by something like 40 points. I am not betting this one. And it is specifically because the Timberwolves do not get motivated for games like these. If you look at who they've played when they play crappy teams, which is what Dallas will be tonight, they have not come to the arena ready to play. And I blame Chris Finch for that as the number one
0: you hate that guy.
1: I don't like him at all. Um. so backing them at minus 13 they absolutely should win by 20 30 points in this game cannot back them at minus 13 though because they just are not a team that cares when they play teams that are who they i, I guess they don't consider equal competition or whatever you want to call yeah, They
0: play it, down right? to their competition
1: yeah look at look at games against like the spurs the wizards the the um, Hornets, like those are all games that are way closer, even against the Pistons, like way closer than they should be. And it's just, it's not worth risking the money. I mean, in their last, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, against San Antonio, they just lost. Against the Wizards, they won by 11. Against uh, Charlotte, they lost. Against Detroit, it was a seven-point game. Like these are comparable teams and they just don't perform. So don't don't play it, don't risk your money. It's really not worth it in this in this case.
0: Yep, it wasn't worth it for us to talk as much as we did about this game, but that's what we do here. That's what we do here it's on the always NBA worth betting show. Always. Uh, yeah, even if it's a pass, you got to hear our reasons why. Next yep. game, San Antonio Spurs hosting the Orlando Magic. The San Antonio Spurs are 5 point um home underdogs. Total sitting at mm, 227, we'll call it. There is a 226 and a half and, uh, at Caesars. But San Antonio could be without Zach Collins, could be without Keldon Johnson. Orlando's mostly healthy. I don't really count Gary Harris as an absence that matters. I would not be playing the Orlando Magic as a road favorite, even though I think they're 3-1 against the spread as a road favorite. The market knows that they're not a good road team, so when they are a favorite, they usually come through. I do think they recently choked on a play that me and you talked about, if I'm remembering correctly, as road favorites. Um, but I also like how San Antonio's size matches up with the uh, the Magic size. But San Antonio Spurs are a team I've effectively banned. And I'm pretty much right there with the Orlando Magic, too. I, I want nothing to do with this game. I, I might watch it. I might turn it on a TV because Wemby's been balling and – I got him plus 100 to win rookie of the year. I'm hoping that he runs away with that so I can kind of play with house money on my NBA futures. Um, But that's really all that I got in this game. Uh, I don't like anything about it. Maybe I'll I'll search around for some stuff if you got anything.
1: Yeah, I I initially wanted to take the magic, but I've just been burned too many times by them. They're not very good on the road. The Spurs are not playing, like, great basketball or something, and – you would think the magic could win. They were the magic frankly were lucky to cover against the mavericks the other night because they let a big lead slip through. I think they they were up like 15, 16 or something to start the uh the third quarter and then this was on a back-to-back with travel. They ended up uh a thing down 7 to go into the fourth and then they pulled out a two-point victory where <laughs> they almost or a two-point loss, and I think they almost uh, hit a shot at the buzzer that would have um, given them the lead. In any case, I I just don't know what to do with the Magic here, to be honest. They they, they have a good team, or they have some good players, I should say, maybe not a good team, but I want to get there with the minus five. I'm just not going to do it.
0: All right, let's move on then. Screw this game. Right. Um, probably the main event of the night. Actually, definitely the main event of the night. The Denver Nuggets visiting the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Denver Nuggets are, it's pretty much a coin flip. Um, slight favorite the Nuggets are. 226, 227 is the total. Um, I whiffed with the Thunder against the Timberwolves the other night. I feel like I keep missing with Nuggets games one way or the other. This to me is a game where I I lean heavily to the OKC uh side because Denver is not a good road team. They weren't last regular season. They I mean, they balled out on the road. I don't think they lost a road game in the playoffs, but I uh I'm passing officially. Maybe I'll look for some stuff when I hear your thoughts, but what do you what are they?
1: Couple things. Uh, so the road team has won every game in this series this <laughs> this year, right. Right. which makes which perfect sense based on everything weird. I just said. Right, which is strange. Um, this would actually probably be a spot that I would love to take the Thunder, but there are a few reasons that I'm going to just stay off of it altogether, and I'm gonna I'll share them. Um, one, Jalen Williams is out. He's a big piece of what they do offensively. You also have Chet Holmgren, Lou Dort and SGA all-game time decisions, which I don't like. Isaiah Joe is also out. That's a key piece for them off the bench. So I don't know who's playing for the Thunder. I do feel like this could be one of those games where Jokic and um, Murray and everybody else sits out, actually, uh, because this is a game where Denver was just at home. They go on the road for one game against Oklahoma City, and then they're going back home. Uh, for a game Friday against Portland. I just don't feel like it's a great spot for them, but it's it, it could potentially be worse for the Thunder, and the reason is this is their, um, I believe it's their sixth game in nine nights or eight nights, something like that, eight nights. So since January 23rd, they have played in six different games. This will be the sixth game. Which is a lot of basketball in a short period of time. Their schedule really doesn't get any easier, but they've had now this is their second three or three games and four nights in the in the uh past eight days. So
0: Man, this is why we're good together. Let's bet the Nuggets. Come on. This is a I'm scheduled no. loss. This is Hell a scheduled no. loss. No, nope. SGA. SGA questionable. Dork questionable. Holmgren questionable. J-Dub out. Isaiah Joe, who was like a really good player for them, out. Out. They're not. This is a scheduled loss.
1: It might be, but you Jokic six... is out too. Is he? You, Jokic, Jokic, he's not out officially, but he is a game-time decision, and I, I think they're going to end up not playing him. Especially Dealing with if, back pain. <sighs> I, right. Especially if uh, the other ones are not playing in –
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Let's pass. Yeah. What does it get to if Jokic this this OKC being a coin flip here says Jokic isn't playing? I would think so. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Pass. Pass. You're right. Uh next game I do have action in 8:30 tip off between the Phoenix Suns at the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I bet it at plus three and a half. Right now, it's plus three. I would play it down to plus two with the Nets. Total sitting at 233 and a half. I'm a sucker for a good revenge game. We got a revenge game here. The uh, Suns traded away Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson for Kevin Durant. Um, and now, the the Suns have been playing really well. I've made money off of them a lot recently. They're two over the last 10 games. Durant, Booker, Beal are all healthy and... Those three when they're on the court, Um the Suns have pretty much a, the best five-man lineup in the league. But Bridges, Johnson, uh, Royce O'Neal, the, 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 the Nets have a bunch of good three-point shooters. And they have a high three-point attempt rate. And the Nets are, excuse me, the Suns are 28th in opponents' wide-open three-point attempt rate. Which I think kind of makes sense because... Booker, Beal, and Kevin Durant aren't closing out on threes. Nurkic isn't closing out on threes, right? Like They're going to they're gonna probably be like, yeah, I'll save my energy for offense and unscore them, which is fair. That's actually kind of probably how they should play to an extent until, until the playoffs, right? So I think Brooklyn gets some good looks. Um, you know, role players, which they have plenty of oh. uh, perform better at home. Um, me and you disagreed about this the other day. Maybe you're going to come around to my side of thinking on this. I think Ben Simmons... Oh, I wrote this too. It hasn't been published yet. This could be an awful, just stupid take. I think Ben Simmons potentially gives the Nets what they need. They don't have a point guard. Spencer Dinwiddie's not a point guard. Spencer Dinwiddie is a microwave scorer off the bench. That's what he does. Ben Simmons, he's, obviously his offense is absolute trash, but he can if if he's if he's on or whatever if he if he's locked in, he could play good defense, you know he can attack the paint a little bit, he's got great size, and he's someone that can guard devin Booker, which I guess I already said with great defense, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant he played well in his return the other night, almost had a triple double in eighteen minutes. Now, I could end up with egg on my face with this take. Ben Simmons could be terrible. But either way, I like Brooklyn's three-point shooting. And, again, something that I'm, I'm circling back on, doing like a 360 on. But the line feels suspicious. Like, who's not going to be betting the Suns here? Right? I feel like everyone's going to be betting the Suns. Uh, the Nets beat them earlier this year. I'm pretty sure both teams are mostly at full strength. I don't think Bradley Beal played. But, I mean, Kevin, Do- Kevin Durant and Devin Booker alone should be good enough to beat this current Brooklyn Nets team. And they weren't, so yeah. Adding Bradley Beal definitely helps them, definitely. But I'll take it with the Nets because it feels suspicious, and I think their three point shooting uh, makes them a live dog.
1: I don't, I don't hate the look. Um, the first thing that stood out to me is this is another one of those teams that I've actually been pretty profitable against. Um, is taking the center. For whoever's playing the Nets to get over their rebounding total, and uh, Yusuf Nur-ch- Nurkic is at ten and a half today.
0: Counterpoint. Let me remind you, you hate Yusuf Nurkic.
1: I do hate him, but he also got twenty-two rebounds in the first game of the season <laughs> against the Nets. So.
0: So he probably went over that total, right?
1: Yeah, he he just needs to get half of what he did in thirty-one minutes last That's right. time. That's a good point. Um. But that was kind of the first thought that I had in this game overall. The Nets have actually been playing good basketball. The problem is that they fall apart in the fourth quarter. Um, The Suns have not really been playing good basketball, and they also fall apart in the fourth quarter. So I do think this is probably going to be a pretty close game, which makes sense to take the points in them. Uh, The problem is that arguably at at least two of the best players on the court are on – the Sun side, and maybe even close to a third, uh, depending on how you feel about Bradley Beal. I would probably take Bridges over Beal, but still, it's not. It's at least worth pausing to think about a little bit.
0: Yeah, Beal's definitely got the better resume, no, no question. So, he only plays like a third of the games.
1: <laughs> yeah. So to me, I, I just can't uh, I can't really support it. I will say this is uh, the the Nets beat the Suns one sixteen to one twelve. In Phoenix earlier this season, and yeah. that was one of the first games that Durant, Booker, and Beal all played together. And they played fairly well together; it just uh, obviously didn't work out for them.
0: What was the um, three-point shooting in that game? Do you remember? Or did I'm looking at it Yeah, okay, thanks.
1: Yeah, so Brooklyn was 15 for 41 for 36 and a half percent, basically, and then the Suns were nine of 28 for 32 and a half percent. Free throws were about the same. Even shot attempts were about the same. But, of course, Phoenix had way more turnovers.
0: Um, the analytics community is – this is like one of their knocks about the Suns. Is You know, the NBA nowadays is like a math equation. You want more threes and twos type thing. And Brooklyn yeah. t- chucks threes. And Phoenix, much better shooting team, but they don't take enough threes. And I just think it's going to go the same exact way.
1: Yeah. Well, there was a something about Durant, and I don't want to get too deep into this because it, it's kind of irrelevant. But Durant is shooting like fifty percent from three or something like that, but he only shoots like four a game, yeah, or something. So they were talking about trying to get him more involved in that. And you know, he he does everything well, but you still got to get Booker involved. And, and the three of them, though, Durant, Booker, and Beal all excel at like mid range shots, which isn't what you're really supposed to do anymore. So. yeah
0: and what how, how much have they made combined in their career 1.5 billion yeah good luck yeah. getting them to change their ways
1: yeah and this hasn't worked out for you guys yet <laughs> yeah. maybe you should start shooting threes
0: yeah 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 yeah. booker no you could you could actually make more money if you just shoot more threes oh really because it feels like my bank account's pretty yeah. strong right now
1: yeah oh could i <laughs> yes yeah. he, he has to be on the floor
0: my true oh, shooting's brother. right, right around sixty. I don't know. It feels like I'm doing yeah. things right.
1: Yeah, I think I'm okay, guys. Yeah. Go, go get another Grace and Allen for us.
0: Shooting his ass off.
1: Yeah, Allen might not play in this one too. So.
0: Oh, hammer Brooklyn then. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a glue guy. Yeah, you, know a glue guy. About, you know how I am about glue guys. That's right.
1: Um. Yeah, so all of that was a long-winded way of saying, like, I do like Yurkid, or Nurkic to go over 10.5 uh, boards
0: tonight. All right, final game of the uh, Wednesday card, Milwaukee Bucks at the Portland Trailblazers. Milwaukee right now is 10.5-point favorites, totals at 236.5, 237, depending on where you shop. Um, I, I, I lean to the tr- – Portland Trailblazers Just because of the whole They actually have A decent roster And they should be Better than the record And but I don't I don't really have A lot of conviction In that And Milwaukee sucks On the road But I'm also I just lost Betting the Bucks On the road Against Denver And it's like I don't want Even though it's not In my head That's not like What I'm, why I'm Thinking about Kind of fading the, the Bucks It is Something I am conscious of I guess So Um, Revenge game for Malcolm Brogdon. Jeremy Grant, I think, uh, can get the better of Chris Middleton. Anthony Simons over Malik Beasley? Come on. But DeAndre Ayton is behind Trey Young. I would put him as my fourth least uh, least favorite basketball player in the NBA. I would go Trey Young. James Harden, Joel Embiid, and then Deandre Ayton. And I got
1: nothing left to prove though. I got He's a Max Player.
0: Yeah, I got the first three or at least you can make an argument, well, the first three are good players. Deandre Ayton sucks. If you if you I know most people don't watch Portland Trailblazers games and not telling you to, but if you do, See how often DeAndre Ayton is just lost on defense, standing out by the three-point line while his team can't get a rebound. Like, dude, you're seven feet fucking tall. Get under the basket. What are you doing? Like, and the ball will be bouncing around, and he's standing there looking at it. He's looking at it, and he's not doing anything. He's He's not collapsing. Like, I fucking hate this guy. I think I could beat him in a fight. That's how soft I think he is. I think if me and DeAndre Ayton... Put on the boxing gloves. I would knock his ass out. And I've never been in a fight before. That's how little I think about his manhood.
1: <laughs> it's pretty drastic. Yeah,
0: yeah. Whoa, that got intense. Sorry about that, yeah. guys.
1: <laughs> Man, you're working up a sweat over there.
0: I am. I am. Um, I need to take go. a. I'm gonna smoke a cigarette after this podcast.
1: I, I I thought it was interesting that you mentioned one thing, but you completely ignored the the bigger one. You said Malcolm Brogdon's revenge game. It's Damian Lillard's. Returned to Portland for the first time since he was traded.
0: Why? <laughs> Touche. <But laughs> why would he be mad? Like no, they they sent him to mad. a goddamn contender.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's mad at them at all. I, think. And they,
0: I feel like he might take it easy on him. Like, hell, guys, like, I'm not going to try to burn my hometown fans here.
1: No, I think that he's going to try and put on a show. I like him to get over 26.5 points in this one. I do. I, I like him to probably get about 30. I, and I do think that the Bucks players will probably try and give him points as well. Like they will probably go out of their way to try and get him to score in this game.
0: Is that good offense?
1: No, but I mean, well, you need good offense to beat the Portland candy.
0: Trailblazers.
1: <laughs> yeah, you you definitely do. The, uh, the Trailblazers... Are actually pretty effective at uh, guarding the three, which I find ridiculous. That two of the better teams at guarding threes are Portland and Detroit, and they're terrible teams. I know they're <laughs> doing the <laughs> only thing they do
0: right is defend the yeah. three. Yeah, I guess that's part of that's like eight and being out of position. It's like, oh, at least he's defending the three. I guess yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, but in terms of like defensive matchup, the the best in terms of the easiest matchup is for point guards against Portland. Um, everywhere else is a little bit more of a struggle. So, uh, I I do. I, I like Lillard. Maybe it's a narrative thing. I just think it's uh, it's probably his game to excel. You said, and I don't know if there's 25s out there or anything like that, but 26 and a half doesn't seem unreasonable to me. So
0: If you end up making the bet, I'll ride out with you. It's... 26 and a half at Pinnacle, minus 132 on the over. Um, the over is minus 105 at BetMGM, minus 105 at DraftKings. So we got some off market pricing. Thinking the 26 and a half over is the sharp side here. Um, I'm embarrassed that I didn't get to the revenge game angle before you did. And it's fucking looking at me right in the face. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, no, I, I do like that look. If I'm. Actually, I'll be at basketball. I can't even put that bet in. Um, I guess if I win my first two bets, I might I might throw in something on Damian Lillard. Yeah, I like it. So my best bets today are the Houston Rockets plus two and a half, um, the Brooklyn Nets plus three, and the Miami Heat minus one eighteen money line. Anything you're willing to officially give out?
1: Let's go with the, let's go with Damian. I, I think. Uh... If I'm going to lose, I'd rather lose with a superstar on a road. So, I'll take Lillard over 26 and a half points. I got it at minus 105, which is obviously substantially better than minus 135. So, all right, try and shop around.
0: Um, awesome, awesome. Um, guys, make sure you check out my ATT Pebble Beach. Um, golf betting breakdown with the homie Dan Zakszewski that's currently on the Outkick Bets podcast feed I'm going to try to connect with David on Thursday or Friday for an NBA podcast if not we'll be back at some point next week <clears throat> obviously I'll be doing a Super Bowl betting podcast next week um, got to kind of get my ducks in a row for that but expect that to hit your Outkick Bets podcast uh, feed um, but that's all. that's all I got for today's NBA betting show We good to go? I like it. Best of luck, homies. Whether you fade or follow us, make sure you check out me and David's uh, daily handicaps at outkick.com backslash betting. Uh, Make sure you check out David's other gambling content, NBA betting packages at com. Follow him at futureprez2024. Show Outkick bets some love at Apple Podcasts and Spotify and on uh, social media. But until, I don't know, soon. Peace.